10, 9, 8, 7, 6, 5, 4, 3, 2, 1. Live from WQAQ Studios in Hamden, Connecticut, welcome to another edition of Project X, a ranking, sh- a ranking show unlike any other. Join as we create and debate top 10 lists each week on a new subject, ranging from all forms of media and human interests. I'm your host, Gage Kilborn, along with Dylan Summer and Clever Streich. This week, get ready to roll out the red carpet and look for the paparazzi as we debate our picks for the top 10 celebrities of all time. Tonight, we'll be discussing our opinions on some of the biggest figures in film, television, sports, music, and more. But first, let's check in with Clever and Dylan to see if they're set for tonight's Clash of the Celebrities. How are you doing, Gage? It's nice to see you. Uh, another edition of Project X. We're back. I'm so excited for tonight's edition. This is the Clash of the Celebrities. We're going to be talking all sorts of celebrities from all sorts of mediums. I, I couldn't be more excited. I can't either. Dylan, how, what's your take on this? Uh, I'm excited, but I, I mean, I'm just waiting to hear all the celebrities that you guys have to offer because, I mean, I feel like mine fall in a, a particular category, and I want to see where you guys uh, feel on those. Yeah, I'm on the same token as you, uh, Clever. I mean, as, as you, Dylan, excuse me. So with that being said, let's get right into it. Let's dive headfirst into the Clash of the Celebrity Battle. We'll begin with you, Dylan. You're number 10. Okay, I'm starting right away with one of my newer uh, found celebrities that I've really grown appreciation for, and that's Elizabeth Olsen. Uh, she just was a huge role in Marvel's WandaVision. I know, Gage, you and the Marvel, it's not what your particular taste, but I felt she did incredible in it and just her character arc. And I think the fact that she's a good actress, plus plus, uh, she's a very fun personality outside of it. Like I've seen interviews of her and she's always laughing or just having a good time. It really puts me in a good mood. Yeah. I for one, have never heard of her, Dylan. I'll be honest with you. Is she part of the Olsen twins? Uh, she is the younger sister of the Olsen twins. Oh, really? Yes. Yeah. Uh, Gage, she was just recently in WandaVision, which was on Disney+, Plus, a pretty big hit, uh, a part of the Marvel Cinematic Universe. Yeah, of course, Marvel. You know, when can Marvel ever learn that, okay, that, the, that it's not for everybody? I mean, you know, I i have my strong opinions against it dylan knows that as well as everybody as well as clever does of course it's been well documented on the show before back in episode 13 you you talked for quite a while on how much you hated marvel and how you just didn't like the marvel cinematic universe i did i did now i can't say much about wandavision because i haven't seen it but i was annoyed all the advertisements i'll be honest with you when i was watching like espn i see advertisements for it, i'm like okay i don't care get right back into watching baseball or basketball whatever the sport is I don't care about it, especially right now with the Masters going on. I don't want to see any of it when it interrupts my golf. Clever, what's your opinion on my pick? 
I think Elizabeth Olsen is a great celebrity. I think that she's a very, very good actress and she has a strong social media presence. There's a couple of things that I judge a good celebrity on and she does have a good public image and she couldn't be hotter right now with the release of WandaVision and the success of that performance that she had in that series. So I really do think that she is a great celebrity and a good inclusion on your list. Okay. At least someone agrees with me. Yeah, I, I'm, never, I'm not going to agree with you, Dylan. You probably like, had that coming. Yeah, I knew you weren't. <laughs> All right. We'll switch sides here. Clever. What's your number 10? So I want to reveal a number 10 that's close to my heart and close to my family's heart, especially my dad. Uh, my number 10 celebrity is Bono. Bono is the lead singer of U2, and he is a part of one of my family's favorite bands. Uh, my dad was a, a U2 family back in college and he sort of carried that love over to me so whenever i hear you two i always think of my dad uh i know that you two can be a controversial band uh you know but the one of the great things about bono is that he's not only a singer and a pretty solid songwriter but he's also an activist he really tries to push for human rights and social justice i remember going to a U2 concert once with my dad and they stopped uh before one of the songs and they gave a whole tribute to kids that were in Africa and different people that were sort of socially maligned. And they always have some sort of underlying theme or message. And I do like Bono's activism and that side of his celebrity. Wait, YouTube? No, U2. Do you know the band U2, Bono, The Edge? (laughs) Have you ever heard of any of these songs? Have you ever heard of Sunday Bloody Sunday, Vertigo, um, Streets Have No Name? And I got to expose you to some U2. Dylan, have you ever heard U2? I might have. I've never heard of the actual band. U2 is a pretty popular band, but they can be controversial at certain points. For example, when uh, Apple released uh, their phones, they had U2 instantly install their newest album onto the phones or whatever operating system it was. It was some sort of event where U2 had a partnership with Apple, and that was a little bit controversial. But yeah, Bono can be uh, one of my favorite musicians of all time. And he has so many great songs, and I'll definitely play some U2 for you guys, and I'm sure my dad definitely agrees with this pick being on this list. Yeah, I, for one, have never heard of it, so I can't say anything on it, on my end of it. But it's not going to be like, I'm not going to like officially hate it like I did with um, Dylan's pick over uh, Mary Kate Olsen or whoever it was. Elizabeth Olsen. Yeah, her as well. But uh, I, so I'm not going to say anything about it. I'm not, I'm not disagreeing with it. I'm also not agreeing with it. That's totally understandable. I mean, you know, you don't want to draw judgment on a celebrity that you've never seen their body of work. But I think U2 is uh, a great band, and Bono is the front man of that of that band. And he's a good celebrity for this list, in my opinion. Yeah. So since you two already got your picks out of the way, let me just do my number 10. Uh, I see what you did there. All right. My number 10 is also a musical artist. He passed away back in 2008, I believe. And he's well-known for country music. It's Johnny Cash. Oh, that's a great pick. Uh, he's, one of, he's, a big, he's a big one for me. I love, I love watching. I would listen to him as a kid growing up. Because I, I grew up in a big Johnny Cash family. And, he, you know, listen to songs Ring of Fire, A Boy Named Sue. You know, all these classic blue blood, blue blood music. And what makes him more iconic is he had his own standpoint. He became one of the first artists to perform a live concert in front of a prison. He was at Folsom Prison, which is probably one of the worst prisons in the country at that time, and he performed a song there called Folsom Prison Blues. Yeah, that's very, very impressive. I, I do like 
how Johnny Cash has such a great body of work in the music industry. He's one of the well-known, he's one of the greatest country singers of all time. He he has so many great songs, like you just mentioned, some of them. My, I remember talking with my mom the other day. She's a big Johnny Cash fan. I really do enjoy how my mom loves to talk to me about Johnny Cash's encyclopedic knowledge of all the music industries. If you asked him, apparently, if you asked him some of the different music that released during any decade, he could name the label that they were on, how it was released, whether it was a single or an album or anything. I do think that that's a great pick, and he is a solid celebrity. What do you think, Dylan? I I don't know what it is, but I don't know these musicians that well. I, I'm probably just not caught up to date with music, since I never really, as Gabe saw last night, I literally listened to Mario Kart music to work on an essay, since I couldn't think of any other bands to listen to. It worked, so, didn't it? You got motivated, yeah, though. Yes, it did. But anyway, uh, I'm assuming it's a good pick. Uh, you seem very touched by it, and if you are, it probably is a good selection. It is, and there's one song, before we go move on, one I really want to talk about that I think you did a great job talk. They did a great job writing about, and I think it, it, it works any day. If you're, if you're a true American, it's a great one to listen to. It's called This Ragged Old Flag. Clever, I don't know if you ever heard of it or not. I have not heard of this song. I'm sure my mom and my parents have because they're avid vinyl collectors and they, they do like Johnny Cash's work. But I will definitely give that song a listen. Tell us a little bit more about it. So the song is about, um, so he it's pretty much like, it's a ballad. And he pretty much goes to an old town. And there's like a flag hanging on a, on a, flinging on a, hanging on a pole. And it's like all torn and ratted. And then he asks the, he asks the people there, like, why, this, why, do they, why are they still waving this flag? And, like, you don't understand, this flag has been through um, countless wars. It has fought through the Revolutionary War, and it tells about the histor- history of the country through this ballad. And looking back, and just whenever you listen to it, it just the sound of it and the power of it. And it ends up, and he find, and he ends it with a national anthem when all said and done. That's fantastic. Uh, definitely I'll give a listen to that song. All right, switching sides, Dylan. Let's see, what do you have on MCU next for number nine? You, you're mean, already expecting he, that? I'm you're expecting, expecting it. I'm expecting it now. I'm expecting it. An actor it. in the MCU universe. All right. I mean, he is now in the MCU. He originally was not Ryan Reynolds. Gage? Now, if you don't know who Ryan Reynolds is, there's something wrong with you. Was he in uh, Just Friends? Maybe. I, I was referred. Let's look. You know what's uh, kind of funny? You know, it's kind of funny. Not only did Gage predict that we were going to have an MCU person, someone that was brought into the MCU, but you'll never guess what my number nine is as well, Dylan. What? Ryan Reynolds. <laughs> Are you serious? Yes, we have the same number nine. I really like Ryan Reynolds, too, but I'll, I'll, I, I want to talk about his performances in Deadpool and uh, his performances in the, the Marvel Cinematic Universe. He, he just joined Deadpool. He was also... Uh, you know, what, what's kind of interesting about uh, Ryan Reynolds is that I really do think out of all the people on my list, he is definitely one of the most handsome men. Like, he is a very, very handsome-looking guy. Have you ever seen a photo of Ryan Reynolds, Gage? Yeah, I think I know what he looks like. That's why I said that I think he was in uh, Just Friends. Have you ever seen the movie, Clever? I am looking through his biography here. I'm not sure if he was in Just Friends. But he has been in a lot of really, really big uh, Hollywood films. Deadpool was his, 
uh, big, you know, breakthrough into superhero movies. He was in Detective Pikachu pretty recently. He's in a lot of Michael, Michael Bay movies. He is in uh, Six Underground, for example. Uh, you know, Re- Ryan Reynolds, funnily enough, is actually right next to uh, my hometown. He lives a couple towns over from me where I live in Westchester, so he's pretty close to there. Uh, so whenever I'm in that part of Westchester, I'm always like, hey, do you think I can find Ryan Reynolds' house? I, it's not It's not meant to be, you know, let's go find... It, it's Ryan Reynolds' house. You want to be around Ryan Reynolds? Who doesn't want to be around Ryan Reynolds? Yeah, I just looked it up. That is Ryan. He does star in Just Friends. We finally cracked this, the we mystery. Did. Uh, yeah, I got to show you Just Friends. It's very funny. It's basically about this kid in high school who's like a nerd. You know the classic nerd that becomes an ugly duckling and he turns into a beautiful swan? Yeah, that sort of archetype. It's like that type of story, but like... But Ryan Reynolds is a, is this high school kid, and he puts on a fat suit to be like a to be a fat chubby kid, and then he, he metamorphosizes into this awesome like this attractive guy who dates models for a living, and it just and it, that's pretty much the bottom line of it. And he's trying to go back to his high school sweetheart. Yeah, um, two thousand five with uh, Amy Smart and Anna Faris. Yeah, so, there yep. you go. It was a funny movie. It's a good one to watch on the holidays. Ryan, uh, Dylan, can you describe why you like Ryan Reynolds? I like him because of his outside-the-box personality. I mean, if you just look at social media, I mean, to announce Deadpool 3 and or to announce that he was moving on to Marvel Studios, he made it so you had to, like, decode it, and he makes you really think. Uh, I think he's, like, he wants to get people to think and talk about things, and he does it in such a unique way. And in addition, his uh, comedy is hilarious. I mean, if you've ever seen Deadpool, if you've ever seen anything he's done, he's always on his game, and he brings it all the time. Um, Dylan, I'm going to be, I'm going to make you happy here. I have seen Deadpool. Um, so you didn't know who Ryan Reynolds was, though. No, I. This is the thing. I don't. I when it comes to film and movies, I am very, very. I'm not the good one to talk to about it. I'll be honest. Yeah, I can imagine. I mean, <laughs> you, most of your 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 repertoire is Adam Sandler movies. Exactly. That's about as far as I go. But um, overall, I mean, I I mean, I saw Deadpool with some friends um um at someone's house, and she had it. And she's like, "Oh, want to watch it?" I'm like, "Okay, sure." I didn't even know it was a Marvel movie. I mean, that's the thing. That's like you you understand. Like I that stuff I don't understand. So I just am like, okay, it's a movie, let it play. You know, the statistics been behind this stuff, I don't care for. If it's a funny movie, I, I can watch it. That's why I watched Deadpool. It was a funny movie. So, Well, there you go. Gage actually likes a superhero movie. All you got to do the is March just break Guardian. the fourth wall. Yeah. Exactly. It's a comedy. It's a, it's, it's a Gage humor movie. Let's put it that way. Gage. Since you you have such gauge humor, can you share your number nine and let's 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 predict and let's see if there's a gauge humor movie celebrity on there? Not on not on number nine. No, it is actually one of my dad's favorite musicians of all time. Oh, really? It, yeah. So it's really kind of close to my heart. I've listened to about I've listened to his album many times. It's Billy Joel. Oh, fantastic! He's yeah, he's one of he's insane. Like we didn't start the fire. Piano Man, Vienna. I mean, so many up classic hits that even Dylan didn't even know that he made Uptown Girl. Um, it, it goes on and on. But overall, it's just, he has like a, this is a big place in my heart. And I guarantee you, in the next 20 to 30 years, after he's long gone, 
He's gonna be like the he's gonna be like uh Beethoven. When Beethoven passed, his music became a big hit. It's gonna be the same way with Billy Joel. I almost guarantee it. Yeah, let me tell you a little bit about Billy Joel. I went to go see Billy Joel at Madison Square Garden when I was, I think, 12 or 13, a couple of years back. And it was such an amazing show. He played all of his greatest hits. And what I like is that he keeps true to his promise. He doesn't write any new music. He simply has this body of work that can stand on its own. And and as a celebrity, he kind of represents a lot of what New York and Long Island and that whole lifestyle is all about. If you listen to his songs, he has so many personal stories in there. So I do like that. He kind of connects with people in that sort of sense. I, I also enjoy how his music has just sort of become iconic and has almost like a social commentary. Like if you look at We Didn't Start the Fire and all these different historical events, that's such a, a, an amazing song. He has at least 20 to 30 great to amazing to legendary songs in his uh, repertoire. Yeah, so I got a funny story to tell you about the, about the, about the, about the uh, We Didn't Start the Fire song. So, you know the state regents exams, right, Clever? Uh, yes. High school? So, one of my friends memorized the entire song, all the lyrics, and to the point where he was rapping it. He did that so he could to, to study for his um, regents his, world history exam. He got an A on it. <laughs> Just by listening amazing. to... Let's listen to We Did Start the Fire for hours. Nothing else but that song. It was a, It was pretty funny. So Dylan, do you think that you can memorize We Didn't Start the Fire, Dylan? I probably could due to my memory. Now, do I want to? Not really. I don't, I don't really need that information in my head right now. But if I ever need to do a history exam where I need to know that exact information, I'll go to that song. I would say so. All right, Dylan, can you sing us your number eight? Sing us a song. Sing your number eight. Sing us a song tonight. Well, I could try to sing it, it's, but I could also stand up to sing it because it is a stand-up comedian named Kevin Hart. And I tried to sing that. It did not go well. Okay. <laughs> Kevin Hart. I don't know. How can you sing Kevin Hart? Yeah. But anyway, uh, from stand-up right to producing and acting, I think he is such a a loud personality but he's in everything and he's just good where like wherever i mean the list just goes on and stuff he's been in uh jumanji has been one of the big ones uh he was in Hobbs and Shaw. he always finds his way into movies with the rock they have a very unique bond with each other uh he's in secret life of pets he was in captain underpants he was in night school which he produced by himself i mean He's just very talented, and then even on like social media, I know that I keep referring to that, but that's where you really can see the what the actor is like in real life, and it just shows uh, who he is. Well, I think this is a record. This is the first, um, the first celebrity that either Dylan or Clever mentioned that I actually know. It's <laughs> <laughs> it came to the number eight, but yeah, um, I agree with that. I, I forgot about him. He's a funny guy. And what makes him more iconic, he's so small. He's like, what, barely five feet? But he's so mm-hmm. loud. And I think that yeah. makes it more like an oxymoron situation. Volume sells. What What can I say? What my favorite Kevin Hart moment is, is when he rides a roller coaster with Jimmy Fallon at Universal Studios. He rides the Hollywood Rip Ride Rocket, and he just can't fathom the idea of going on the roller coaster. So he literally just kind of begs with the ride ops not to go on. And he gets through the line to go to it. And then there's there's an operator that stands next to a to to, to play back on the height joke. 
uh, there's an operator that stands next to the sign that says you must be this tall to ride. And then Kevin Hart just like kicks the sign because <laughs> it was just below him. So clever. Have you seen the have you seen the Boy Scout one where he was trying to be a Boy Scout for a day? No, but that sounds hilarious. It was so funny. I showed it to my scoutmaster and he was laughing at it. It was so it was so funny. <laughs> I mean, yeah, so that was a good pick, Dylan. A solid pick. G- Gage gave your applause. You, you, uh, you actually surprised me here, Dylan. I thought it was going to be all Marvel, so good job. You didn't think I'd have any athletes? I know you have one athlete. I know you have two athletes. I know one of them, but you're mad at me for not knowing the other one. But Yes, because he's a big figure in the NFL, and somehow you don't know him. Yeah, well, it's Drew Brees. He's a big figure in the NFL. Anyway, Clever, it's your turn for your number eight. Okay, I'm going to reveal my number eight. My number eight is from my favorite television show of all time. Uh, someday we'll get to that list. That's not the day for this, but my my eighth favorite celebrity is Steve Carell. I really love Steve Carell. He is hilarious, and I enjoy him in The Office, obviously, as I just mentioned, in his role as Michael Scott, regional manager of Dunder Mifflin Scranton. And I also enjoy him in The 40-Year-Old Virgin. He's great in that movie, Crazy Stupid Love. Oh, I love he's that movie. He's good in that movie. He, he's been in Despicable Me, all sorts of different projects. He's done so much in both comedy and drama. You know, we, we, we see these new Netflix series that he has now. Uh, Steve Crow is a fantastic celebrity, and he's a good interview on late-night talk show hosts, too. You know, I agree with that pick. I know who he is also, because I've seen the... I remember we were watching The Office earlier. I, I was able to binge-watch the season before it. The series before it got off of Netflix back in 2020. But, yeah, no, I agree with that. That's a solid pick right there. No complaints whatsoever. What do you think, Dylan? I agree with it also. I was actually debating whether I should put him on the list, but I'm not a big enough an Office fan. I felt that you would have said something. I only really put him on for other things other than the Office. Yeah, here's but, a quick side. Uh, go, go ahead. Yeah. Go ahead. But, anyway, like, it, it's a good pick. I know nothing against it. Here's a side story about Dylan watching The Office. I decided to show him the first episode of The Office to see if he would like it or not, since he likes kind of similar show. Uh, But what he ended up doing is he got to the part where Michael just sort of berates everybody in season one. He's not really the character that he becomes. Office spoilers for anyone listening. You know, he's the annoying one in the first episode. Yeah, no, for the first season, he's really, really extremely just kind of like misogynistic sexist all this stuff and you know dylan Dylan just kind of didn't really vibe with it so a lot of people are just kind of like i don't like that michael scott character yeah no so i've seen the show and i'll be honest with you clever it's not one of my favorites that's that's perfectly understandable it's my my favorite one is from the 1980s it's tears tears yeah oh is this transitioning into your number eight no, it isn't. It was, oh. <laughs> <laughs> I wish it was. I forgot to put it. I forgot to put it on the list because I I like the, I like Sam Malone a lot. But uh, all right, yeah, I'll do my number eight. Yeah, actually. speaking of number eights, why don't you just reveal it? Yeah. So my number eight is Tim Allen. Now I know there's a lot. There's a lot of controversy about what he some of the stuff he does, but for me, I like him just for the for the for the content he makes, like the videos and the movies he in the TV shows he's been on. He's been on Home Improvement back in the ni- late 90s, early 2000s, and it, it was a good show. It was a funny show. It was about um, a guy who was trying to create these crazy designs, and he would pretty much blow up his own house to make it happen, and his wife would like yell at him all the time, and he has three, he has three boys that are crazy and running around the house doing Lord knows what, 
But then um, he's also been in the Santa Claus, the, the Santa Claus trilogy, which is which is a very good Christmas movie. I will watch it every year, the trilogy for sure. And the Toy Story movies. And uh, the biggest one right now for me is Last Man Standing, which is about um, a man living in a house full of girls. He has three daughters and a, and a wife. So it's pretty much him. this outdoorsy type of guy who likes to hunt and fish, trying to survive through having three daughters going through puberty and having a wife along with the road. So overall, he's just one of my favorite actors. That That is interesting that you mention, uh, you know, Tim Allen's controversial because you can look at him from two different perspectives. You can look at the actor Tim Allen and judge him as a celebrity based on his body of work because if we were ranking actors, I'd say sure, that 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 would put it there. But as a celebrity, his endorsement of Donald Trump in 2016 and just kind of being a conservative does push him away from me personally. We don't have to discuss politics. Yeah, right right, now. yeah. That, that's that's not, I know. I know. But I know he's been controversial, so I, I I do kind of disagree with your inclusion of him on this list per se. But yeah, as an actor, he's fine enough. I really like him in Toy Story. But Tim Allen doesn't. He he doesn't do the the job for me per se when it comes to my favorite actors. Yeah, no, I res- I understand where you're coming from. That's why I I was hes- that was where I was hesitant about putting him on the list is for your sake because I knew you wouldn't agree with this pick, but. Um, for me personally, since I, I mean, I'm not a Trumpa supporter by any means. I'm not, I'm not getting politics, but I know he's, I know he's a big political advocate towards the right side. Yeah. And on Last Man Standing, he, it shows, it shows quite a bit. It's a very political TV show, but and it's really lean towards the right. But generally speaking, I know he's a big political advocate, but I'm not talking about that. And we're talking about his other shows and movies he's made. Yeah. I think it's interesting to to bring that up as a discussion topic because when you're ranking celebrities per se, how how do you separate you know their on screen work to their off screen work or their off screen you know personality? Exactly. You have to take both in in equal measure. I think that's why I think I lowered him to this level. I mean, he was one of my he's one of my favorite ones to watch, but I lowered it because of that reason. Yeah, I understand for, that for your sake. So yeah, yeah, I I, I kind of get that, Dylan. What do you think? Uh. I don't really have an opinion because I didn't even know he had uh, political issues. I only really knew him for Toy Story and Last Man Standing. Uh, yeah, I mean, wait, Dylan, you've seen Last Man Standing? Sorry to interrupt you. What? I only know it because of you, Gabe. Oh, <laughs> yeah. No, you talked about Last Man Standing quite a bit. <laughs> All right, let's move into number seven. Uh, Dylan, do you want to go back to you? Sure. Uh, I got another actress that I'm going to be talking about, and it's Kristen Bell. And the thing about Kristen Bell is that when she's doing all like her roles, like in real life, she's like a very happy, like nice person, all cheery and everything. But then when she uh, stars in TV shows like The Good Place, she's just like a completely different person. I love seeing that other side of her. Uh, it shows how good of an actress she is, as well as like what she does um, with like with her singing, also with Frozen and Frozen Two. I'm not really like I wouldn't say I'm the biggest fans of those movies, but I'm saying like her other projects, like what I just said with The Good Place. Yeah, I think she's a fine enough actress. I'm I'm not the biggest Kristen Bell fan in the universe. I I do respect her 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 skills on stage as a theater enthusiast and just kind of. You know, a, a person that does like her work in the Disney movies uh, in Frozen. She's definitely good in The Good Place. Uh, yeah, I know my family really likes that show. Uh, yeah, she's she's a good enough actress, and she has a good background as well with, you know, doing charity work 
uh, definitely, you know, she's a she's a vegetarian. So she, she's one of those people that is definitely a solid uh, celebrity, but not really one of my taste. Yeah, I'm on the same page with Clever here, Dylan. You're on your own on this one. Um, I didn't even know she did Frozen until you just mentioned it, to be honest with you. The only time I ever knew of her was through Bad Moms and Bad Moms Christmas, which you probably never seen. Um, I saw because my mom took me out to see it one time, and she said it reminds her of her and some friends she knew. But um, long story short, it, that's the only time I ever knew about the movie, about about her, Kristen Bell. That's from that movie. I never knew much of her other stuff she's done. Uh, I think you guys need to watch The Good Place, and that'll change your mind of her a little bit. I'm being told that we should watch The Good Place, so we'll we'll give The Good Place a shot, and maybe I'll reevaluate my opinion of Kristen Bell. But yeah, she's she's like solid, but not not someone I would put on this list. Yep, same here, honestly. All right, on that note, Clever, uh, why don't you reveal us your number seven? Okay, so this is one of my favorite actresses. She is a fantastic, fantastic Hollywood legend. One of the greatest, you know, list of accomplishments that you could possibly have. She has 32, count them, 32 Golden Globe nominations. Meryl Streep, she is a fantastic actress, one of Hollywood's royalty. She, she's a great celebrity. She's been in so many fantastic films. Uh, she's been, you know, Sophie's Choice, The Bridges of Madison County. Uh, you know, he, she's been in uh, so many films. She was in Mamma Mia, which was a musical that I was almost in before the pandemic. Uh, I had one show. Yeah, no, you you were in Mamma Mia, but I didn't get to be. That's that's a story for another time. But Meryl Streep is a fantastic actress, and she has been nominated for not only 32 Golden Globes, but 21 Academy Awards. She's won three, and she has won nine Golden Globes. So a very, very impressive resume for Meryl Streep here. Um, I'm going to offend you here. Okay. Who is Meryl Streep? Oh, you've never heard of Meryl Streep? Never heard of her. I've never seen Sophie's Place or whatever Sophie's Choice and Bridge over Bragg Bragerton. In Sophie's Choice, uh, she won the Academy Award for Best Actress. Uh, she was a Holocaust survivor in that film, and it was a period piece. That that's Sophie's Choice, and it's what it's a fantastic movie. Definitely one of those movies that you may end up watching in class, or you should definitely check out. It's it's a it's a very good movie, and she gives a, a fantastic performance in that film. But yeah, Meryl Streep is a well known actress, and she also speaks up a lot about you know different activism sort of things. So she she definitely has done a lot for acting as a business. Yeah, I can't say much because I don't even know who she is. Uh, Dylan, do you know anything about her? Uh, I know that she was very uh, prestigious in all the awards that she has. But other than that, I don't think I've seen anything of hers. So, Clover, you're also on your own for this one. <laughs> we'll, 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 we'll have to see. But, yeah, I mean, I'm going to let her resume, as all those Academy Awards and Golden Globe nominations, just kind of speak for itself. I think that that deserves a spot on this list. She's a great celebrity in that sort of sense. Okay, well, I'll streep in my number seven while we're at it. Can, can you, is that, is that a verb? Can, what, what does it mean to streep? Uh, I would not get into that. Let's, let's not get involved with that. Let's just move on to number yeah. seven. Um, yeah, my number seven. Uh, he's this guy. He's more of a. He's a, he's a very. He's one of my favorite guys to listen to. And I don't mean watch. I mean listen to. Especially now when it's the Masters season. Um, he just covered the March Madness tournament and goes right from that to doing the Masters. And Dylan might know who I'm talking about here. I know exactly what you're talking about. 
Yep, it's Jim Nance. And he's he's one of my favorite broadcasters to listen to because he does an, does an outstanding job for each sport. He, do, he does the Super Bowls. He does um, the Masters, as I mentioned. He also does March Madness, the Final Four, every year for CBS. And he's, so, he's really knowledgeable about the sports. And above all, he... He knows how to he knows how to be publicly he knows when he's on he's when he's on air he is always a professional. For instance, when it comes to when his voice, for instance, if you compare how he broadcasts the basketball game to a golf ma- to a, the golf tournament, he's really quiet with the golf tournament because it's out of respect for the players. Compared to the basketball game, he's more energized, more enthusiastic about it. With Billy Hacker, it's just it, it's just overall he's one of the, he's probably one of the greatest bat broadcasters I've ever listened to in my life. I I. I, I agree with your pick, and I do think that Jim Nance is a fantastic sportscaster, but I would disagree on him being the best NBA or, you know, basketball broadcaster of all time. I, I think that Kevin Harlan's fantastic when it comes to that sort of stuff, too. What do you, Kevin, Kevin Harlan's great, but uh, yeah, no, Jim Nance is among the best sportscasters of this generation, and I don't care what people say out there. I like Joe Buck. He's among that list as well. Don't fight oh me on my it. God, oh, what's wrong with you? I think Joe Why? Buck does a solid enough job with what he does. He is a succinct and solid broadcaster. Fight me. Fight I me, everyone. I will fight you. Media. I will fight you. Okay, look at it. All right, clever, clever. Uh, you're, you're, clever. We don't have to go too far off into this tangent, but yes. No, give me I'm, a I'm going list. far off as, as can be. Oh, I've proven why. All right. The hot take of why Joe Buck is... We're yeah. talking about Jim Nance here, and I get to Joe Buck somehow. Because Joe Buck why sucks. Why did you get into Joe Buck? Yeah, why did you bring t- it up? I was I was just kind of putting him compared to other You're sportscaster celebrities. Nance, who's up here to Joe Buck, who's down here. You're comparing here. a legend to a schmuck. That's all you're doing. <laughs> Joe schmuck. <laughs> Pretty much. Joe schmuck. All right, all right. Let's uh, let's get back on topic. Jim Nance. Okay. Uh, an yeah. impressive resume. Uh, definitely a solid enough pick. I, I wouldn't, you know, say that he is, you know the biggest celebrity outside of the world of sports, but yeah, I can definitely see why you would put him there. Gage, let me tell you, I love this pick. I think it is a very good one to add to this list. I actually did not put any sportscasters because I didn't really think about them as celebrities, but I can definitely see it. I mean, he's been around for our generation forever, just calling all the sporting events. I could remember almost every call that he's done. Uh, I mean, when he calls the game, it's very memorable. And in addition, he has such good commentary that goes along with it. And the fact that he's multidimensional with all these sports just makes it even better. Exactly. That's what I like about him. And yeah, like you mentioned, some he, he quotes a couple of great one, like a couple of iconic lines that are remembered forever in broadcasting history. Here's one with the Masters that when he retires, they will still use. And it is a tradition unlike any other. He was the one that created that. And that's where I think, you know, some of those iconic um, boom, boom moments, you're not going to get with Joe Buck, Clever. All right. If, if Clever had Joe Buck on his list, I would leave the studio. I don't have him on I don't have him on the list, just, just so you know. Uh, we'll see about it, Clever. Uh, while we're doing that, don't go away. We'll be right back with more Project X after this quick break. You're listening to WQAQ 98.1 FM, the soundtrack of Quinnipiac. 98.1 FM, a Quinnipiac University radio station, WQAQ Hamden. 
There are those who dedicate themselves to a sense of honor, to a life of courage, and a commitment to something greater than themselves. They have always defended this nation and each other. They still do. The few, the proud, the Marines. You're listening to WQAQ, the soundtrack of Quinnipiac. Back to WQAQ Studios. I am Gage Kilboard, and alongside me is Clever Strikes and Dylan Summer. And we are counting down our top ten picks for celebrities. We are finished the we have finished our first four. Now we're up to number six. Let's switch it up a little bit. Clever, what is your number six? Okay, my number six celebrity of all time is Emma Stone. She is an actress that was in the movie La La Land. She was in Birdman and a couple of other Hollywood features that have made her one of the highest paid as actress in all of Hollywood. She is a fantastic talent that can sing, dance, act. I, I really love her performance in La La Land, and as an actress, she's one. She's among my favorite. All right. I got another stupid question here. Sure. A, I still I don't know what Emma Stone is, and B... Is La La Land like a uh, Candyland type of movie? I've never seen it. <laughs> <laughs> no, it is nothing like Candyland. Um, uh, La La Land is a film that is about an actress and a jazz musician trying to make it in L.A. And eventually we sort of see a will-they-won't-they they relationship, and we kind of figure out that they aren't meant to be and the acceptance of it. So... It's a fantastic musical. Uh, definitely La La Land's among my favorite movie musicals of all time. And Emma Stone delivers her performance of a lifetime in that film. So that's who Emma Stone is, and that's what La La Land is, just to bring you up to speed real quick. I don't know if you've heard of City of Stars. Uh, there's a couple of really great songs coming out of La La Land's soundtrack, but uh, maybe if I played you a couple, you, you might know them. Was that the one that won the Emmy that wasn't supposed to or something like that? Um... I think it won an award. People yeah, got there was, mad about it. There was it. an Academy Award that was like falsely opened. I don't think that was the one. I might be wrong with there that. There was something but... with La La Land. I heard about the movie before, but I did not never seen it. I, that's why I always thought it was like candy or something like that. It sounded like a candy movie. So La La Land is just like Candyland, like an animated feature about like Candyland. That's all I picture was like Candyland, and it was like uh, sugar, like Sugar Rush on uh, and that other movie. Uh, Ralph. Yeah, yes, that's that, the one. That is that is the correct. Uh, that is that is the best picture. Oscar Gaff from 2016. Uh, Faye Dunaway said that La La Land won best picture. It really was Moonlight, and they were able to correct it. And they had to go back on stage, and it was like this has been a mistake, like that whole thing. So uh, there's that. But you know, um, that La La Land's a great film, despite the fact it didn't win the award, and it mistakenly won the award. Oh but darn! Emma, what a shame. Emma Stone. Emma Stone is my number six. Do you know who Emma Stone is, Clever? I mean, Dylan? What? Do you know who Emma Stone is? Uh, yes. Uh, she was in The Amazing Spider-Man. And that's who my next guy is. Spider-Man, Tom Holland. Really? Tom Holland's a good pick. Uh, explain why. Yes. Uh, well, I think he just does a great job with, like, we had three previous Spider-Men. We had Andrew Garfield. We had Toby. well, he's the third. Toby Maguire and now Tom Holland. And originally, they were sort of older, 
But Tom Holland sort of brought the character back to where it should have been as a teenager. So you really got to see uh, what Spider-Man really should have been in those other movies. And the MCU version has been so popular. And the fact is that Tom Holland isn't even American. And even though Spider-Man is, he does such a good job of portraying that American figure. Um. Dylan, I'm going to ask you a stupid question. I think I'm going on a rocky road here because I've only known one of your, one of both of your top celebrities so far. I don't even know who Tom Holland is. So Tom well, Gage, Holland, yeah, go, go right ahead, run down the, the resume. For the next two, you'll definitely know them, and if you don't, I'll be very disappointed. <laughs> that makes you feel better. <laughs> yeah, Tom Holland's a fantastic actor, and I really think that he's an up and coming actor too. He's only 24 years old, but still has been in so many of these big blockbuster excuse me blockbuster movies that have made millions and billions of dollars he is going to be one of the biggest players in hollywood for the next foreseeable future of maybe 20 years or 30 years he's a great actor and tom holland is going to be in the upcoming spider-man movie pretty shortly so i do think that he's a good celebrity He's got to make comedy movies. He's got to be in comedy movies, and I'll know who he is. I mean, Spider-Man movies are comedy movies, but you have to kind of get the humor of superhero movies. You have to watch Marvel Gage. There is comedy in Marvel. No, there is not. It's just fighting. I don't know what else to tell you. I'm well, never... there may be no way home for Gage in this pick, but Gage, oh, do you want to have God. the way into your number six? He's Transitions. Not even get that. I'm so confused. All right, my number six? Uh, she's a tennis champion. Uh, she's a she's a Grand Slam champion at that. Dylan might know who it is. She's an American hero. I consider her to be an American hero, and that's Serena Williams, because she kind of uh, did some improbable things. Um, she's a six-time U.S. Open champion, a three-time French Open champion, a seven-time Australian Open champion, and a seven-time Wimbledon champion. And Wimbledon, by far, I think, is the most prestigious. Uh, Grand Slam out of the four. Dylan, if you like, disagree, we're going to have a big argument coming up, but um, overall, I think Wimbledon's probably the, one of the best, one of the most important um, championships out of the four. And I think she's a great, she's a great political, a great motivator for the young, for U.S. young women to do what they want to do and what they believe in. Because she won one of her championships, I forgot which one it was, when she was pregnant. And imagine, Clever, Having a baby in you while you're playing tennis. And winning a top title as well. Yeah, and winning the top title against the most elite in the world. So a little bit of Project X history. We're going to call back to episode number six, the Top Ten Athletes episode, where we did discuss Serena Williams a little bit. Uh, Yeah, I think this is a great pick. She is, you know, a a great uh, example of a a sports uh, athlete. And, and a multi-talented athlete at that. I mean, like, you, you just described that great story there. She is a, a fantastic, fantastic tennis player, and I think that that does warrant her to be on the top 10 celebrities list. Dylan, what do you think about this? You're, I know you're a bit, bit of a tennis fan, too. What do you mean, a bit? Well, <laughs> I played. Yeah, no, he's a tennis player. He yeah, knows, you played tennis. He knows plenty know. about the, the, yeah. the Williams twins. So, yeah, I, I like this pick. Uh, it definitely runs in the family. I mean, immediately after Serena got all the fame, you'll see our sister rising up the ranks too. But Serena was where uh, really got girls into, uh, brought women into sports in such a big way. And I think that 
So you definitely uh, deserve the spot on your list, Gage. That sounds good to hear, Dylan. I'm okay with that. Um, all right. Let's jump into number five. Yeah, so we're on to our top five now. Uh, Clever, since you so eagerly said it, give me your number five now. Okay. How does number five... I'm not going to do this bit. So my number five is Lin-Manuel Miranda, who is the composer of Hamilton, which is one of the greatest musicals of all time. And he is also a creator of music and he is a puerto rican uh you know actor composer he's been disney projects before he created music for moana he created music for uh mary poppins returns Uh, a fantastic fantastic talent and i certainly think that lin-manuel miranda is a multi-platform and very very multi-talented celebrity to put on this list I really like this pick, and I know for a second Gage was about to say, "Who the heck is this?" And I was about to say on air, "Dude, you watched Hamilton." We watched Hamilton watched, last semester you altogether. Watched him as the lead actor, so I don't know what you're talking about. Oh, he was the actor? Yes, he was Hamilton for like a good amount of time on Broadway. He wrote the music, and he was the person that starred in the show. Man, what a way to be humble. <laughs> Yeah, no, I wrote this uh, song. Uh, I, I wrote all the music in the show. I'm also going to be the lead. It's my show. I can do whatever I want. But, you yeah, know, I think that Lynn's great. He, he has so many more statements left to say as an artist, and I, I just like his music. So there you go. And now that In the Heights movie is coming out. Yes, sir. So excited for that one. Uh, we waited forever for that because of the pandemic, but we're probably going to get Anthony Ramos in his rightful starring role. Gage yeah, has no idea what we're talking sure. about. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> He's not really a musicals fan, but that's all right, because someday we might do top ten musicals, and I'm sure that Limit One Miranda will get discussed then. Oh boy. I'll Gage. be I'll be I'll be charting above water at that point. Uh, all right, uh Dylan, can you uh can you do your best Hamilton impression by releasing your number five? Um how do you do a Hamilton I don't even impression? Know what that means? I don't know. I just I'm made just up gonna... on the spot. But my number five is a football player from Texas. Well, he played in Texas. He isn't in Texas anymore. Well, is now, he from Texas or in Texas? What? I still don't know what you're talking about. There I are many think I know who you're talking from about. And in Texas currently, I'm talking about JJ Watt. Yeah, that's that's yeah. So pretty much JJ Watt won multiple defensive player of the year. He got injured. He came back. And the biggest thing is he raised so much money when Hurricane Harvey hit Houston, when that uh, town was so down. And he just raised so much for them. And he, he is just such a terrific player on the field and off the field. He just had to find a spot on my list. Yeah. J.J. Uh. Watt's interesting because he he's a former... Uh, an NFL player now turned, you know, uh, a media star. He He's hosting a Fox game show right now called Ultimate Tag, which is like some sort of obstacle course based show based on the, the, the game of tag. That's kind of cool. Uh, but I do like the fact that you brought up his charitable work because he runs the uh, Justin J. Watt Foundation, which, uh, you know, so many celebrities, they, they, they sort of dip their toe into, you know, running their own foundations, that sort of things. But the fact that he raised so much money to help the community that he, you know, called his home for so long from throughout the 2010s, I think is just fantastic. Yeah, Dylan, uh, 
I don't know what to say about this one. Because I agree that he what he did was was I respect what he did. But uh lack of words here from um, the, I don't, the I'm being I'm speechless. No, I'm not okay. JJ Watt leaves Gage speechless. No, that out. Because here's the thing, I don't uh, overall I think he's overrated as a player. Wow. wow, hot take. Hot take. I think he's overrated because he was pretty much the face of the Houston Texans before Deshaun Watson came around and he's involved with his stuff now. But I think that he was overrated to begin with. I just think that if he's as good as he they said he was, that he could have that they should have done a better job building around him instead of training. Well now he's the older Gates. Well, well, from the celebrity standpoint, Gage, do you think that J.J. Watt deserves to be on the top 10 celebrities list? Uh, I don't know. I, I don't, I, I, I'm on the fence about it. That's the thing. Like, J.J. Watt for me is, he's a star, yes, but I think he's an overrated star, like Bryce Harper for baseball. I don't, I, I always thought Bryce Harper was overrated when he played for Washington and started to show in Philadelphia. But, Overall, I, I just don't I don't think it's going to make the top 10. I, I don't think that's a good pick. Well, Gage, who do you think does make the top 10? Let's go for you for your number five. Okay, my number five is my first, my first New York Mets player I have on my list. Uh, Dillard might know who it is. Um, it is it is not Jacob DeGrom, as he's been telling me to, that I probably have on my list. It is Daryl Strawberry. Hmm. And part of the reason, here's the thing about him that I think is very interesting. Oh, so in his baseball career as a Met, he loved the, He pretty much had the Mets um, rookie home run record until 2019 when it was broken by Pete Alonso when he hit 53. And um, he, but one thing that he fell apart with after he, after 1986, when he loved the Mets, the world series, he caught, he caught onto the, he, he was addicted to cocaine and alcohol. And um, he kind of fell apart in his career afterwards. But well, the biggest thing was he was able to stop himself. And after he realized how much uh, in debt he was based on how much money he's been spending on cocaine and alcohol, that he then decided to go into rehab and change his life around completely. He now is retired. He's now never watches baseball or sporting events to begin with anymore. He's not on any part of it. He is now a minister at, at, at a church and he goes around the country preaching this to to the youth about how not to fall in the same trap he did. And it was a big hit. It was a big uh, spark for me because I saw him out in Syracuse. He came over and he was a minister for, uh, for one of our uh, men's retreats. And it was really big. It was a really, it really impacted me. And I could feel the, the emotion that he told us within the story. Uh, Gage, just like how you were on the fence with, my last one, I'm on the fence with this one. You didn't really like explain how he was a celebrity to you, except that you met him and that he was a sports player that had off the field issues, which I feel like a lot of sports athletes deal with because they don't know how to handle money. Yeah, but I, here he is. Still... Yeah, I'm kind of in the the no opinion column too. I'll, I'll let I'll hear you out here, but I I don't really know if he should be on the list of the greatest celebrities of all time. I th- I think it's, it's this is my personal preference first off, but I think it's just because of how like you don't you see celebrities you see a lot of them crash and burn because they're so used to because they 
like Dylan said, they don't know how to spend their money, so they spend it on on drugs and alcohol, and they overdose, and they end up um, dying at early ages because of it. But I th- I think that it's he's one to look up to because he was able to turn his life around. It was him and Dwight Gooden, who was another player for the Mets back then, who was very, very good, but he fell into the same trap. Dwight Gooden never came out of it. He's still addicted to it. He tried a couple times, but he never was successful. Daryl Strawberry did try, but he he ended up being successful. And I think he's like one of the people to look for. There's very few celebrities that are able to rebound and recover out of it. Elton John's another one who's able to rebound and recover out of it. He has suffered from it all, bulimia, um, alcohol, um, drug abuse alcohol abuse you name it he was addicted to it and uh, he was able to rebound and recover and he lives a grateful life it's those people that i think that are like the big celebrities now i don't have ellen john on my list per se but daryl strawberry is big for me because i saw him in person and i could feel the emotional aspect of it I, i i do agree with your argument that you just laid out there i think it's important for celebrities to be role models because we kind of look up to these people as elevated in status and importance. So the fact that Dale Strawberry was able to turn himself around for people that are sports fans or Mets fans is is pretty good. So, yeah, I, I can I can kind of understand your reasoning there. All right. So I'll reveal my number uh, my number four. So my number four, uh, I've been biting my tongue for an hour just to get to this part of the list. Are you guys ready? For me to start talking about professional wrestling. Uh, Don't worry, I won't be talking about it too, too much, but this Saturday and Sunday is WrestleMania, so I had to include a couple of wrestlers on the list. So uh, my number four is John Cena. You guys know John Cena as the host of Wipeout and as an actor and Ferdinand and all these other movies, but I know him as the 16-time WWE champion. Uh, he is the most world championships of all time, and he's a wrestler that went mainstream. So John Cena is my number four celebrity of all time. I can respect I'm actually it. fine with this. Yeah. Don't let you go ahead first. I mean, with John Cena, I, he's very similar to someone I have later on my list, which I'm assuming Clever will have later on his list too, if he's going with this theme. But the fact of uh, wrestlers becoming actors really just shows how wrestling is really acting. And the fact that they can make that transition so easily and still be so successful is really inspiring. Yeah, no, I I, I, I am okay with it where it is clever right now because I actually know who he is because of Wipeout, like you mentioned. When but you he... can't see him, though. Oh, yeah, you can't see him. Yeah. I, I, don't, I don't really get that, but... You, um, you can't see me like that whole thing that doesn't that doesn't do anything for you but i've never invisible. i've never seen it personally so i don't know the, but, the, the point of that is that he moves so quickly in the ring and he's so impressive at what he does he just brushes everybody off and he's like you can't see me like that whole meme yeah that, okay. that's his that's his that's his in-ring persona per se yeah you keep watching your wrestlemania i'll be watching my masters this weekend no problem i i am certainly glad to do that okay so the only thing I would say is that I wish when you said John Cena, you introduced him with the music. Uh, that, I, I that. don't want to get copyright claimed on Spotify, but, you know. Yeah, sure. <laughs> do, 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 do. John Cena, like that whole thing. Yeah, I've never heard of any of that, so. There, there's And his name is John Cena? You never heard of those jokes on the internet? Nope. We'll have to show him some compilations. I live under this. a Rocky. I should probably he know that He must live by now. under uh, the Rock USA. <clears throat> so, wink, wink. 
Um, let's get on to Dylan. Uh, yeah, Dylan. How about Dylan, you, Dylan? Number, number four. four. Okay. If Gage does not like this pick, I, I don't know what to do. Because it's literally his guy. And if, if, when I say his guy, I mean it is his guy. And I bet he could go ahead right now and say who it is. Hmm. Uh, Derek Jeter. No, Adam Sandler. Oh! No, I, okay, I respect this pick quite a bit. I'm glad you have it on the list. <laughs> you said Derek Jeter. Oh, my really God. Adam Sandler. <laughs> well, you said you were into the sports one, so I was expecting Derek Jeter to come up. Adam Sandler, the greatest player for the New York Yankees of all time. <laughs> yeah, apparently. But anyway, similarly to Kevin Hart, he started in stand-up, and then he just found his success in every single film that he was in whether it was Billy Madison, Happy Gilmore, Grown Ups, even though it didn't do the best, it's still a funny movie. Even Hotel Transylvania, he voices Dracula. So he's very similar to what I said with Kevin Hart earlier, everywhere. And he's just such a talented actor and comedian overall. Oh, you know what I think about it. We mentioned it many times. Oh, I know what you think about Adam Sandler. Yeah, I love Adam Sandler. He's... In case you guys haven't known, he's one of my... I love comedy movies, and he's one of my favorites. He's, like, the king of comedy for me. So, I I I respect that pick very much, Dylan. I love that you have him on your list to begin with. And at number four, that proves you really respect him, too. So, I, I, I love that pick right there. All right, let's jump into Gage. Uh, oh, Yes, Gage, have you shared your number four? Uh, no, I have not, but it's kind of funny that Dylan has Adam Sandler as number four because I have his dynamic duo partner at number four, Kevin James. And it's kind of a homegrown pick for me because he went to school at SUNY Cortland, and that's like 45 minutes from my house. And he graduated in the 1970s, so it was kind of a big, it was really big for me, it's kind of big for me to have him, you know, that type of aspect for me. But he, but he was on a similar... He was like a stand-up for a bit, but then he came big by the hit TV show, The King of Queens, in the late 90s. And I and late 90s and early 2000s, where it was him and Leah Remini, which I watch that show on rerun now with my dad, too, as well. And he's also has appeared in... I believe he was on, he was on Hotel Transylvania also. He was on Grown Ups. He's on this new Netflix TV show series I've been watching called The Crew. That's very funny. He's been on, I now pronounce you Chuck and Larry with Adam Sandler and Paul Blart Mallcap. So pretty much wherever Adam Sandler is, usually you'll see Kevin James there as well. So that's why I love Kevin James because he's like, and and he's a big dude, but he makes fun of his weight on TV. And that's what I think is really fun. That's, that's the thing I really respect about him. I, I'm not the biggest Kevin James fan, but I can understand why you put him there. He does do a lot of work with Adam Sandler. Uh, you know, there's a reason that he gets nominated for the Golden Raspberry Awards for, you know, worst actor, worst picture, worst screenplay for Paul Blart Mall Cop 2. Uh, he, has a couple of, <laughs> he has a couple of Golden Raspberry nominees there. So, it, it, yeah, from a celebrity standpoint, I guess I can understand why. It's just not really my style of humor. All right, so Gage, do you want to take us into the next commercial break? Oh, sounds good. I did not know Dylan had any, any point of view. But yeah, we're going to take one more quick break. Stay with Project X on WQAQ 98.1 FM, the soundtrack of Quinnipiac. Hi, is this WQAQ? No, this is Patrick. Hey, is this WQAQ? 
No, this is Patrick. Hey, uh, is this WQAQ? No, this is Patrick! If you actually want to get in touch with us, give us a call at 203-582-5555. We're WQAQ, 98.1 FM. The new WQAQ, 98.1 FM. Everything you want and more straight from the heart of Hamden. This is the soundtrack of Quinnipiac, 98.1 WQAQ. Welcome back to Project X's Quinnipiac, Project X. We have been, we made it this to the point, we made it here, boys. The top three celebrities. Are you guys hyped? Yep, it's the finale of the Clash of Celebrities. Let's let's do this thing. Yes, let's begin. Round, th- round three, or whatever round we're at. Uh, let's begin with Dylan. Gage, I hate to do this to you, but this is the last time I'm doing it this episode. It's another MCU character. Oh, Lord. <laughs> <laughs> But this one is by far one of my favorites. It's Chris Evans, and I think Clever could agree with me with his acting even in uh, Knives Out, which we currently we recently saw. That's another really good film, and I won't spoil anything, but go watch that. Knives Out but is anyway, fantastic. Yeah, Chris Evans, and even Gage, for you, he was in Not Another Teen Movie. So if you don't know him, I'd be very surprised. Yeah, I don't know who he is, actually. <laughs> Captain America. Yeah, he's Captain America. Uh, He was uh, him all the way to Endgame, and I won't spoil anything once again, but that seems like the last time we'll see of him. Because Uh, he was smart and knocked it out. (laughs) Wow, okay. Uh, Okay, then. But he's one of the world's highest paid actors for Marvel since he was able to be around in so many movies. But the way he just, I just love how uh, actors portray characters and like seeing the comics visually in person. And he did such a good job with Captain America and uh, making it just like as in the comics and bringing it to the big screen. And I admired him ever since. I really, really do enjoy Chris Evans acting. And I think that he has great uh, on-screen chemistry with so many of his other you know, MCU counterparts, but I do think that his body of work outside of it as well is also really, really supporting to show why he is one of the top 10 celebrities. And you could definitely make a case for him. So I agree with that pick, Dylan. Um, so did you say he was in not another teen movie? Yes, I did. Who did he play as? Uh, let's see. He was. This is a song where we're Googling. He was in the movie. Hey, we're over. He was Jake Weiler. Oh, he was one of the big guys. All right. Yeah, I kind of got an idea who he is now. That's all I needed to know. It's not another teen movie. But, um, okay, with that being said and done, Clever, let's see your number three. My number three is John Mulaney. He's one of my favorite comedians, and he is a hilarious, hilarious stand-up comic. He is on Big Mouth with Nick Kroll. You might know him as Nick. Uh, and he was also in Oh Hello, which is on um, 
Netflix right now. That was his Broadway show. And he also is a very frequent host of SNL, and he performs a lot of musical segments on there. John Mulaney. Hello, I'm John Mulaney, and I'm loving it. Like, that whole thing. I oh, love John Mulaney. He plays as Andrew Globerman on, the, on Big yes, Mouth. Yes, no, I'm sorry. Nick is the other... Nick, Nick is Nick, by Nick, Nick Kroll. Nick Kroll. Why would yeah. you say... Oh, yeah, I don't know why I said that. All right, yeah, no, I... Okay, I like that pick, because I like him. I, I love Big Mouth. John Mulaney's hilarious. I love Big Mouth, as you probably... Town. You, you guys probably know I love Big Mouth, and I respect that so much. I'm excited when we get to see Nick Kroll in a few weeks, in about a week, so... I'm so looking forward to that day. But. Yes, sir. We got we got a Zoom coming with Nick Kroll. Thanks, SPB. Thank you so much. I really respect it. Dylan, what do you think? Uh, with John Mulaney, I don't really know him. And that, once again, because I'm not up to pop culture, obviously. I only fall into Marvel, sports, and what was the other thing I had? I, I think that's it, and just movies. <laughs> uh, but uh, I think it's probably a good pick. Uh, I've had a lot of stand-up comedians on my list, so this is probably in your alley, and uh, I'm assuming he's pretty good. Oh, he's fantastic. If you want to watch his work later on tonight, we can see John Mulaney live at the Radio City Music Hall show that he did. It is so funny. You will love it. Uh, J.J. Bittenbinder, that whole story that he tells is fantastic. So John Mulaney's great. Or we can just show him Big Mouth from the beginning. But, I don't think we're going to watch all of Big Mouth tonight. Oh, man, that, that, that'll be a fun night. Uh, we'll, we'll do some in preparation for Nick Kroll coming, but... Be better, be yeah. better. Thank I'm watching Big Mouth just because of it. All right. I'll, I'll release my number three. My number three, um, I got. I just found out by my parents this past weekend that I'm going to see him in concert. So I'm really happy about it because he's one of my favorite music artists right now. And... You guys, you guys were like shaking your head because you were not expect you were expecting me to be like a big country guy, but Luke Combs is my number three celebrity, and he has been. If you could, if you look back on his career, he has he's won a couple of awards by his first when he was a rookie. He won um, the best new artist by by the CMAs, and he almost won best uh, new artist by the Grammy by one of the Grammys. He was like he he was like a nominee. I think he finished in second place. But um, it's like a big for me because there was I just started listening to him by one song he came out with called uh, uh, When It Rains It Pours. And it's basically about his girlfriend breaks up with him after a party. And it, ever since she broke up with him, he starts getting lucky. He wins. He wins like he wins um, money on a lottery ticket, like a scratch off ticket. Um, he wins a free trip to can to the to the South America. And, he, and he's like all over the place. And he started from a small town and he went to school at Appalachian State. And overall, like his story, if you look at it, it's very incredible. And he just got married and his fiance is beautiful. So overall, um, he's one of my favorites right now. <laughs> he just had to chuck that in there. Well, he just, it was just recent. I forgot what his wife's name was, but I just, but it's, he's like been posting it on, Inst- on Instagram all the time. There you go. Luke Combs is one of Gage's favorites. I, I know this because I think you're going to a Luke Combs concert pretty soon. Is that right? Yep, August 5th. It was, uh, it was a big surprise for me on Easter Day. My, the day before Easter, my parents told me about it, that I'm going to his to a concert for him. And I was very happy because my mom tried to give me tickets for my 18th birthday, but it ended up being unsuccessful because the tickets sold out before she was able to get to it. And on then... The crazy part is the pandemic postponed the concert to this upcoming date that we're getting tickets for. 
Well, that's very, very cool, and I'm glad that you get to go to an actual music concert. I wish that I could say the same for myself, but I'm probably going to wait until I get vaccinated. <laughs> Smart decision. That's what I'm doing, too. Let's uh, move to number twos. Yeah, uh, Dylan, what? sing us your number two. I'm not going to sing it, but, I mean, you're just saying number two says my number two. Oh, I know what you're doing there. Oh. Respect. The captain. Read the to captain, spec. Derek Jeter. And he's been my role model for all of my life. I actually have a, pit, a poster in my room at home. It, he was just such a leader on the Yankees on and off the field. He was one of their best players, won multiple World Series, five-time, in fact, World Series champ, uh, five Silver Slugger Awards. I could just go on a whole list of things he's accomplished. And now he's even the owner of the Marlins or the GM. Actually, now I'm reading it, the CEO, so it's neither of them. But anyway, he just has such a resume and such a great career just everywhere. And I, I just applaud him for that. Gage, as a Mets fan, you, you look a little bit fumy over there. Um, I'm not only I, I respect him. I respect what he's done in his career. Don't get me wrong. I respect what he's done. I think he's a great person. And I respect where his pick because he's a Yankee legend. And so I, I'm not I'm not against the pick at all, Dylan. Don't get me wrong as a player, but I don't like him as the owner of as a CEO of the Miami Marlins because I'm a Mets fan and the Marlins are in our division. So that for that respect, that's why I don't that's part of it when you mentioned that. But overall, I do respect him. I respect all the accomplishments and I, re, I really respect even though he played for the Yankees, I still respect him. He's yeah, that much of a nice as guy. As a retired number and definitely as an endorsement athlete, he is one of the biggest athletes of all time. I definitely could make a case for him being here. Of course. All so, right. Why don't you, you, why you just slide it in? Give us your number two. Yeah, I'm going to make a case for my number two. I don't think I have to make a case for this one. This is pretty pretty obvious here. Um, so one of the most iconic actors of all time, uh, his whole list of accomplishments, we could, you know, spend a day talking about Tom Hanks. Tom Hanks is my number two. And he's been in Toy Story. He's been in uh, Forrest Gump, Big, Saving Private Ryan. Do I need to go on? I could go on forever. Uh, Tom Hanks is a, an iconic American actor. And <laughs> funny enough, he is such an influence as a celebrity that people like really started to pay attention to COVID when Tom Hanks got COVID. Isn't that interesting how it took an actor for people to actually really say, oh boy, maybe we should take COVID. You know, like I, I, I'm, I'm concerned about Tom Hanks. Because, you know, Tom Hanks had a pretty bad case of COVID early on within March or April. So Tom Hanks definitely has a lot of pull and is uh, an American treasure in some people's eyes. I think he's a great celebrity. Yeah, it's funny you mentioned the COVID thing because uh, we were always one of those people. Um, of course you were. Because <laughs> uh, for our high school, we would joke about it. Like when the COVID was starting out, we're like, ah. And um, someone had a Corona towel in our first swim practice, first a swim meet. And we were all, we were like, Remember one time someone had it up and we're like, ah, he has COVID or we were coronavirus or something like that. Made a joke about it back in like January. And we did not expect it to be where we are now. Oh boy, yeah. But, we did not expect that at all. But yeah, that was like a slap in the face that, oh, this stuff is serious to us. Because we like when Ebola happened, we did the same thing when the Ebola and pandemic in, um, came out. But Yeah, there's no way it would affect us on a, obviously it's a terrible pandemic, but it, there's no way it can hit us at home. Then Tom Hanks gets it, and we're like, oh, boy, it might hit us at home. Exactly. That's what it was like. Oh, crap. Now it's, now it's starting to come in. We realized it was actually serious. but That Hollywood's starting to get it. So Yeah, it was kind of funny you mentioned that. 
Um, so with that being said, Dylan, do you have any of the thoughts on Tom Hanks? Uh, I love how clever put Tom Hanks and you put Tim Allen and you could already see the big difference on the list where you have Tim Allen all the way at the bottom and he has Tom Hanks all the way at the top. And I, in my opinion, that's how it should be. So, well, the reason why I did that was because, uh, was I respect to clever because I know he would not like his Tim Allen's political perspective. I, I, I personally think that Tim Allen's a fine enough actor, but he does not deserve to be at the top of a celebrity list in my eyes. Tom Hanks definitely has transcended into becoming one of the biggest actors in history. So I think that he does deserve a spot in the top three. And at number two, I think he's well-placed. Yeah, he's well-placed, but I disagree with it. One of the well, one of the best actors. But nothing there. that's not a neither here nor there, but I'll get on to my number two. This one was previously mentioned by Dylan. And uh, it goes as no show that Adam Sandler is the king of comedy. So that's why I have him as my number two. Because... I just love the movies he makes. I like the movies he's a part of and he pre premieres. And another big, this is kind of a, like a close to home thing for me is that my parents went to see him live for a stand up comedy show for like two bucks a ticket. And they were like two rows back. This is before it came out with any of his big hit movies. And he did this. Yeah, but my dad was on MTV with Adam Sandler on remote control. So. I think I got you beaten. The parents meeting Adam Sandler department there. Okay, but, you did, but <laughs> <laughs> but but oh, but yeah, but that's kind of like where it's close to home for me. That's why I have him at my number two for Adam Sandler. That plus he worked. He represents a lot of clo- local college hoodies and stuff like that in his movies, like Dean College. Yeah, you probably never heard of it. That was a college I was thinking of going to when I was before I came here. Because of Adam Sandler. Uh, not because of him. Because I heard about it, and then my f- dad's friend told me that. They have a great broadcasting program, so that's why I was thinking of going there. Well, I mean, you, you, you obviously have your feelings about Adam Sandler. I have my feelings about Adam Sandler. I personally think that he is a good actor for what he represents. Uh, let's hear Dylan's perspective on him. You already heard my perspective Yeah, he already mentioned on. it. Oh, yes, yes, we talked about this earlier on, so let's not pontificate on it. Let, let's, let's roll into the next part of number two. Uh, we just finished the number two, actually. Oh, so really? we're at we're... number one, boys. We did all it. All right, all right. You know, you know what this means. You know what this means. I gotta pull up the horn. Give me a second, Dylan. You better hurry up. Tell us a story while I pull up the horn. So Gage and I did a broadcast today, <laughs> and we were uh, unmuted, so some words were said on air. And it's time for the horn. <laughs> yeah, I'm talking about that. <laughs> Yeah, I thought it was kind of funny you mentioned that. So if Dylan Summer's mom is listening to this, I apologize for what I said. I didn't know and I was... And it's time for the number one picks for the top ten celebrities of all time, since Gage didn't do it, and he's hosting this episode. All right. I was going to get to that, Clever. But yes, you can give your own rendition of I it. I was trying to re- re- defend myself, but you didn't care. That, all right. On to number one. Uh, Dylan, why would you lead us, lead us away? My number one resume is so long you could write an essay almost on everything he's done. I'm just going to read it out though. American actor, producer, retired professional wrestler, and former American football and Canadian football player. And as soon as you hear all of these uh, occupations, you know is Dwayne The Rock Johnson. And I've uh, followed him ever since like he played at Miami uh, with the Hurricanes, and then you see 
he couldn't make it to the NFL, so he goes to the WWE. As soon as he's done with the WWE, he goes right into movies. And even after he goes into movies, he goes into producing. And then after producing, he goes ahead and buys the XFL. He just keeps going and going, and I love following along uh, his journey. Finally, The Rock has come back to WQAQ. Yeah, uh, I'm not going to beat around the bush here. My number one is also Dwayne The Rock Johnson. He is the ultimate celebrity in my eyes. He is such a multi-talented and multi-platform superstar. As uh, Dylan just ran down his list of accomplishments, he is a former multi-time WWE champion. He was able to parlay his success with the World Wrestling Federation in the Attitude Era in order to become the superstar he is and the highest-paid Hollywood actor. Oh, boy. Yeah, he is definitely the perfect pick for the number one in my eyes, and he has such a social media presence. His brand is unbelievable. The Rock is a machine, and he's built. So if the, do you smell what The Rock is cooking? I do smell what The Rock's cooking. How about you, Gage? Do you smell what The Rock's cooking? I don't get what that's from, but I'm not. That's his catchphrase. That's uh, one of, like, 20 catchphrases The Rock has. I'm not really. The SmackDown Hotel, Just Bring It. Do you smell what The Rock is cooking? Not really. I mean, I I don't like him too much because he went to school in Miami. Uh, oh, my God. Is that really all why? <laughs> the only thing. He didn't like where he played college football. Therefore, I hate The Rock. I That's part of it because I don't like Miami. Dylan knows this. It's not, not one of my favorite schools to go. Not one of my favorite schools to watch football for. I, I have one last story just before you explain. I, I wanted to just say... That at one point in time, The Rock had like, I think, $5 in his pocket. This is a very famous story that he has. He had like $5 in his pocket. He goes to meet with Jim Ross, and he ends up becoming a multimillionaire like 25 years later. So he's the perfect rags from riches. Despite the fact that his family were wrestlers too, he was down on his luck when he was out of that college program that we just talked about. Yeah, I respect it. It's just, for I, I just, like he's done so much. I, don't get me wrong. He's done so much. And he, I, I can respect that I was an icon for you guys, but for me, it's like I never really followed his career path. Like I just know who he is. And when he went to school in Miami, I was like, yeah, like it was not like for me. I don't really care for Miami too much, dude. You're focusing on only he went to Miami. That's one part of his life. <laughs> that was Have such a small monarchism of what the Rock I've is. seen what he's done. I'm just saying I don't follow it all the way through. All right, Gage. So in that case, what is your number one? My number one, uh, Dylan, he got mad at you before we were talking to him at our lists. Uh, Dylan's like, Gage, he, this guy better be on your list or is else you're not a true DeGrom fan. And yeah, it's Jacob DeGrom's my number one celebrity. And it's because, I mean, I, mean, I want to list out his, um, his baseball accomplishments, what he did with the Mets. 2014 National League Jackie Robinson Award winner. 2015 National League All-Star. He participated in the World Series later that year against the Kansas City Royals. 2018 NL Cy Young winner. He led the league in ERA with 1.7. The entire league. But he had a 10-9 win-loss record. 2019 NL Cy Young winner again. Had another stellar season. He led the National League in strikeouts with 255. And that's just his stats on the, on the field. When he's off the field, he just... You know how all the celebrities, how they like all the big um, baseball stars, they do their big cameos. He's not really much up there. You all, you everybody hears about Mike Trout, and now they're starting to hear about Jacob Degrom. 
but I was I was been following his career since 2014, and he's always been the underdog. Nobody ever really mentioned him, and I was like, okay, because the Mets had a great starting pitching back then. They had back then they had Mike Matt Harvey in 2015, who came back from Tommy John surgery. Then 2016, it was quote unquote Noah Syndergaard's year, and I was like, okay, you go and say what you want about him, but I'm still sticking with Degrom, and. Then 2017, the people started to realize that Grom is actually pretty decent. So, I and off the field, it's just he's just there to do his job, and that's it. He's not there to do any of the celebrity stuff that goes on. He's just there to get the stuff done and go back home to his family, and that's what I respect about it. So you like his uh, position as a celebrity because he's simplistic. He just kind of focuses on his sports, and that's it. Yeah, he kind of focuses on the sports, and he's very humble about it. I mean, all right, I can respect yeah. that. That's where that's where I like about his his hum, humility, because you don't really see that much of the sport with any celebrities. Usually, they're pretty confident in themselves to and to overextend. That's why um, Dwayne the Rock Johnson isn't really too much for me because he's very he's very confident in himself to the point where it's almost cocky. So that's why I think Degrom is better because he's really humble about himself. He just does what he has to do and let and let the critics critics talk about him. Uh, very similar to my jerk. Derek Jeter pick. I respect it, but I feel like since I'm not a Met fan, I I mean it's for me. I and I know for you, the Grums was going to be for number one. I I knew as soon as we were doing celebrities and how much you talked about the Grum, I knew that he was going to be your number one. He certainly but does talk about the Grum a lot. I know. For, yeah, but for everyone else, I I just don't see this really on anyone's list. Unless you're a diehard Met fan like Gage. Yeah, that, that's got to go. It, it's a no for me, dog. Sorry about that. I knew it was going to be no for you guys. I just want to say that. You're not going to Hollywood. Uh, but he's going to the Hall of Fame in Cooperstown. I guarantee it. But on that note, uh, let's do our list off, guys. Are you ready for it? Yes, sir. All right. Let me know when you guys are all set and ready to do this. Give it a countdown. All right. In three, two, one. Let's hit it. Johnny Cash, Billy Joel, Tim Allen, Jim Nance, Serena Williams, Daryl Strawberry, Kevin James, Lou Combs, and Jacob DeGrom. All right. Then on that note, it's and thank you for listening to Project X on WQAQ 98.1 FM, the soundtrack of Quinnipiac. Thanks to our listeners live on WQAQ.com and our listeners on Spotify, Google Podcasts, and Anchor FM. Be sure to follow Project X on Instagram and Twitter at Project X underscore WQAQ. That's at Project uh, at uh, that's at Project X underscore WQAQ. For Clever Streich and Dylan Summer, I'm Gage Kilborn. Thanks for listening.